We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Ski. <laughs> Ski, do you know who we have on the show tonight? Rumor has it. Rumor has it that we have the prime minister of PMA, <laughs> the master of motivation, Marcus Tell him you love him, Torgerson. <laughs> on the show tonight, the dude that I talk about all the time, and people are always like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Unless they already know him. And I'm like, you just got to check him out because he is who he is. And he tells it like it is. I actually and thought he was a G.I. Joe character based on some of these mock-ups <laughs> you were doing. I was like, dang, I don't, I don't remember that dude from the 80s, man. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Marcus. Wow, I'm so I'm just still the P. When you said Prime Minister, I almost puckered a little bit, yeah. and then uh, I was like, "Wow, that's an intro and a half right look, there." You need to. Hey, need to, I'm gonna have to sit there and record like that, and just have that as a walk-in song. There like, you hold go, on. man. Wait one second. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. Yeah, oh, I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. This is yeah, a blast. Man. Yeah, we have been talking about this for a while, actually. Marcus has heard me talk about and bump my gums about doing a podcast for probably two or three years now. <laughs> and yeah, it, it took a little while uh, to get some stuff lined up and mm -hmm. here we are. And as soon as ski and I started making guest list, I was like, dude, we got to get Marcus on here. And, and just, we started plotting and scheming and finally it happens. <laughs> and so one of like the, First things I want to ask right off the bat. <clears throat> All right. Is is it true that back in the day you carried your own piece of cardboard and a boom box <laughs> and you were and you were known for your for your breaking skills, pop locking and whatnot. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, well, that is uh that is a true story. This is where I'm happy that the internet didn't exist. Uh <laughs> And phones, we, you know, this is even before those brick phones, you know, the Motorola's this is before right. that. Um, yes. And breakdancing is going to be for the rest of my life, a, a very positive memory. Cause man, that was, it was so innocent at that times. You, you literally were, I mean, I was making money. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to school, but I was making money, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I was with a crew of guys and, you know, back then, you know, you took it so seriously that when you really were beefing with another crew, you know, you weren't throwing hands. You were out doing some, you know, it's ridiculous when you look yeah. back at it now, but yeah. the innocence of it, man, I mean, now I'm not saying we didn't throw hands at some point in time, but yeah. the initial drama of it, you know, it's like a bad movie. It was, man, that was good times right there for really reals. Oh um, man. I, and I, I embrace the hip hop, hip hop culture man you know we were tagging which we you know is not legal right. but you know hypothetically uh, there might have been some 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 markers on some buses and whatever but but it was just such an innocent time bro honestly it was it was one of the best times of my life yeah i the reason i even bring that up is when i talk about it because i was young I, I i was like exposed to it when i was probably like second or third grade like mm -hmm. older dudes yeah and that was like right when uh, um, Crush Groove came out. Oh shoot! Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Like, yeah, get yeah. right into them. Fat boys are back. Yeah. Come to me. 
Oh, so it was shit. like when when that hit, man. It, all these older dudes were like oh, pop locking and oh, doing yeah. windmills. Oh and, shoot! Don't even get you me know, started. Yeah, really? like like playing like like these cassette tapes of like Slick Rick and stuff, and oh, just it was probably like the first musical movement I remember that, like you said, was like oh, it was sincere. It, yeah, oh, you yeah. know these these dudes were not yeah. making millions of dollars. It was no. Well, was, somebody was, was, but it wasn't them. <laughs> yeah hey the, the crew that made breaking the movie breaking they probably oh made yeah boogaloo shrimp and and uh shabadoo who rests in peace he's passed yeah. away but uh man that was oh all right beat street new york city beat breakers yes oh, man. Yeah. and my fit my boy action that was my you know everybody had like a like a break dancer that was famous they were like i want to try and do those moves between uh action from new york city breakers and this west coast cat named oz with mm -hmm. this, I man, I had my hair like him. Oh, shoot, I, yeah. <laughs> man, I got stories for days on that. That's that's six different podcasts right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, to be honest, we do have to pay respect to like West Side Story and just go a little bit before the. the oh, break. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, there's a lot of history. People didn't make up their moves just out of nowhere. You know, there was inspiration. Mm -hmm. Gene Kelly, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like a lot of them okay. cats from back in the day were were inspirational. Plus. Plus a huge amount of the of, of the black population that was doing stuff moves that shoot you couldn't even you can't even imagine they're they're, they're unknowns mm -hmm. you know like that moonwalk that moonwalk wasn't that was made famous by Michael Jackson but there was yeah. cats doing that decades and decades <laughs> ago you know what yeah. I'm saying yeah they called it sliding man yeah that's shoot. what you know down here it yeah. was like everybody's like can you slide can you slide yeah and then all of a sudden everybody's like oh Michael Jackson's moonwalk yeah. and I was yeah. like. Hey, be careful with that because he didn't invent that. You no, know what I mean? no. Well, like, you get one famous person, and yeah. and then it's. But listen, he shined light like Flashdance. Remember the movie Flashdance? Yes. There was a yeah. ten-second clip of a bunch of cats doing a bunch of stuff, uh -huh. you know. And yeah. think about the poor guy who had to be the stunt double for Jennifer Beals doing windmills and backs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in them leotards. Like there's right. an unsung hero right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody find that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know who, if he's still alive. I need to talk to him. Yeah. So how was it doing windmills in a in a wig? Yeah, is it? But is it true that you were one of the the lead actors on the show Fame? Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't am, know. Why I, I just thought Fame. <laughs> yeah, no, no Fame. That was see, man. I'm, don't even get. Fame see, I'm so, I'm so old. I remember that. Yeah. And Leroy. And he, yeah, oh, man. Shoot, man. Yeah, dancing, man. Like, dancing. We were going yeah. all the way. Yeah, so, man. BC's so, throwing haymakers right out the bat oh, here. Man, man. let me, let me tell you something, dude. This dude right here, <laughs> I always tell this. Like, I, I, I told you, just, I think, like, the last episode, like, going out the shot show, having no clue in 2020 what I was doing. <laughs> and, like, we're messaging, and you're like, hey, when I touch down there, I don't know where I'm going. I'm like, I don't either. I got no clue what, what I'm getting into. And it was four levels of like <sighs> elbows and shoulders and shoot, yeah, like, a lot just, of people, man. A lot, yeah, yeah. So I always joke with with Ski about eventually, you know, we're gonna get back out there uh, just to hang out at night and hang out in the cigar bars and stuff. Not really. <laughs> Yeah, not, yeah, not, not the yeah. Look. The show itself sucks. It's it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. It's all the after stuff, you know. And which is tough because I'm I'm in bed by nine p.m. Man, you know I'm a, I'm an old man. <laughs> I go to Vegas. I gotta go and like do vampire hours and stuff. Right. You know, I gotta go take naps and stuff. Where's Marcus? <laughs> oh, he went to the hotel room to catch a two-hour cat nap because he's old. Yeah. 
He's like, hey, keep those Red Bulls coming. Yeah, oh, shoot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So when we were out there, uh, one of the cats that we talked to, and I think you were just on his show like maybe a week or two ago, is Jack Carr. Or, or at least at poster, I, sh- I watched it two, about two weeks ago. Yep, yep. But how about yep. how about that dude, man? That dude's right. solid as the day is long. You know, yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, and I'll say this, you know, it's first of all, I need to get something clear. There's people that think that he and I are best friends, and all of a sudden, people coming out of the woodworks, hey, I got this, I got this. Listen, first of all, mm-hmm. anybody's listening, me and Jack Carr aren't best friends. All right, we're not best mm-hmm. friends. All right. Now that being said. The times that I've seen him, I want to share a quality that he has that we should all have. He has an, a very rare ability to meet people and make that person at that moment feel like they're the most special person in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's and he does it with everybody. It's not, you know, it's not just famous people. He does it with me, like regular people. And mm-hmm. he just, if, if you've met him a couple of times, he just is always gracious in his kindness. And he's also always respectful of the fact that there's time and energy that's being spread out. And if people are buying his products, he wants to sit there and make sure that you know, thank you for buying the book. Like mm-hmm. it's how he is now is the exact same as he was when he first came out with Terminalist. Now I want to put things into perspective. He was at like, 400 people or a thousand people on Instagram, he was, he's now, you know, tipping big scales. He mm-hmm. was just out of the military and doing his book. Now you see the success he's having and there's been no change. And that my friend mm-hmm. is a rarity and it comes down to his way of leadership. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the bottom line his leadership skills are very apparent in how he conducts his business uh, on an everyday, on an everyday fact. And it's, it's amazing to me. Yeah, there are, there are other writers who <clears throat> have expressed like, damn, dude, like he moves some books, and it's like, well, he's writing he's writing these good stories, but also it's that engagement too, oh. like but that, he, like a shot show, man. He's talking yeah. to hundreds of people, yeah, you know, and giving them his time. I just, I dig it. I was glad yeah. to see you on his show. I'm like, I, I like what he's doing his podcast. And, well, and that first of all, that 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 call that talk was, you know, it's kind of like how this is. It, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he asked questions, but it was just like two of us BSing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And something that is important, if you look at how he's shipped out his books, okay, the mm-hmm. the 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 way that he ships books out, the way like shooting shooting the page of a book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh huh. You're gonna see more and more writers in that genre coming up with, you know, mm-hmm. different ways of doing it. He's raised the bar to a point that you just can't understand. I mean, it's just yeah. amazing, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. And uh, and I feel very blessed. I feel very blessed that he's been the type of person that he has been with me. I feel very, very fortunate. He's a good man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's, that's the perfect segue. You're just talking about how with just um, his book takes off and he gets, you know, he, he's got quite a following now. Hollywood, he's a Hollywood guy in a sense, you know, people know who he is mm-hmm. and he oh, takes yeah. that extra time and he takes the, you know, he, he's building relationships with every single person he yeah. meets. And that I know is. recently I was listening to something you were talking about, how you were talking about a lot of output and not enough input and how mm-hmm. 
that that balance in life how you know it's not sustainable to go on and push 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 and you got to figure out how to how to how to recharge right and, yeah uh, that i wanted to dive into that man because yeah. you talk I think about that, that, that a lot well and i'm glad i'm glad you brought it up because it's it's a it's a difficult subject for a lot of people to understand that with social media they're depending on what social media is for you for me social media has only really one purpose now that's for me to use my voice because i'm blessed okay my creator sat there and i don't think about nothing i'm gonna say ever the minute that i gotta start thinking about it then i know it's not from him so i just sit there and open my mouth and that's a huge it's not even a responsibility it's it's a it's a it's a blessing that I'm grateful for, but you can only do so much. And you know, you got people messaging you, look, dude, I'm one step away from sucking on my gun. Hey man, I'm going to sit there and jump off this bridge. Hey man, my kid's dying. I got a brain tumor. You know, <clears throat> I'm thankful for the opportunities to hear these things from people. And I don't have answers. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't have any answers. All I can be is like, two ears and one mouth and say, hopefully say something that I'm blessed to say something that somebody will hear and, and not kill themselves or dude, I'm, 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 I'm three, th 30 days into my recovery and I don't think I can do it. How do I, how do you keep, how do you keep not drinking or, or whatever your addiction is and just having the ability to talk to people authentically is great, but there comes a cost with it. And I'm finding it challenging to, to try to keep it at a high level because it's it's just tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm gonna push back on you a little bit only because you said you don't have all the answers and 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 who are you, dude? I, I honestly, I told you before we started going, I, I, you're using your gifts, and I think you do have the answers. You are somebody that people are comfortable going to whether i mean m most people you talk to are probably complete strangers right i mean mm -hmm. it's social media so mm -hmm. you don't know these people but mm -hmm. here they are pouring their heart into you and there's a reason for that it's because you've opened the door man and not a lot of people i mean you're what one of the top 10 most dangerous dudes walking around on earth right now right <laughs> but not a lot of people and i say that i say that i'm serious too but i say that with you have a you know, I, there's probably a stigma attached to that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, but I think what you're showing people is that that's not actually the truth. And, and you're the the guy that's going, hey, whatever you guys all think about me, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, like, there's way more to it, right? And yeah. that's what's really cool, man, is you've made yourself approachable. And I think you're changing you, your – you know that you're, you're, you're doing, you know – the work that you're doing, but I think that you're making a bigger impact than you're giving yourself credit for. That's what I'm trying to spit out on this ramble. Well, well, and, and honestly, and ski, I, I no, no, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that more than you're going to fully understand. I think that the problem is when we put people in a box and then that's what they mm -hmm. identify in, in that box, which is good. You know, like, listen, careful what you ask for. Right. I spent right. 16 years, wanting to be known for what I'm known for. And now right. I'm like, no, 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 I want to be something else. Right. If, if my, if my 
whatever I did for a living is something that gives somebody the ability to talk to me, great. If it's the fact that they know I was a drunk or I'm in recovery, and that's what's going to be great. If I have to talk about trauma or being sexually abused or drunk mothers or whatever, I don't care what it is because all those things that happened, happened. And I just had a conversation with somebody today about this. I don't regret any of that stuff because those things are what give me the ability to say what I need to say. And that a man, a woman, a child, whoever can, can say, well, wow, you're, you're not talking out your ass. You, you actually do know what this is like. The hardest part I have with, with our society at this point in time is the lack of communication. We have the ability to be, this is the most information-based age in our history, right? We, we couldn't get any more easier ways to communicate. No. And yet we communicate less now than we ever have before. Mm-hmm. And it saddens me that, and that's the only reason that I, I, I dig social media the way that I do. Because I'm able to sit there and be on a podcast, talk with these two handsome studs, <laughs> and somebody will listen to this and hear something and be like, oh my goodness, it's like, it's like they're talking to me. And if anything will keep somebody from, from ending their life or feeling like they don't have any value or worth from this conversation, then it's, it's paid back a, a thousandfold the time. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And that's one, one of BC and I is one of our, our just kind of like in our bio of what this podcast is about, man, is just just purveyors of that positive mental attitude and a love for people, man. Like all people, like all people. We need all love, people. man. And there's we not do. anybody walking around on this earth that doesn't need it, man. And if we can have yes. conversations that just start bridging gaps and just bringing people together, man, then we're, we're on the right track. Like yep. you said. Even if it's just one person, that's one more person, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's cool, man. If we can keep one person from the enemy's hands, then it's a good day. 100%. And that's, and that's, and it's that simple. And I think that we, I, I pride myself on trying to keep things as uh, idiot simple as possible. And now I do that for myself because if somebody ever calls me out on spelling or, 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 proper usage of the English language. I have, I have that ace in my pocket, but the truth of the matter is it, the simpler we can make something, it means that somebody will pay attention. And if you got to use $20 words to make yourself feel good, great. That's, that's fantastic. And if your audience or somebody you're listening to resonates with that $20 word or that, that paragraph that you just said, then, and all you need to say was I need to use the toilet, then right on cool for you. The people that talk to me know that I'm going to not use big words. I'm not going to use huge sentences. And I try my best not to cuss anymore. You know, I try my best to, to, to not uh, use profanity because of the fact that the people that need to hear it sometimes can't handle it. But if I'm talking to somebody and they don't understand anything without some cussing, then you better believe I'll pull out some words that will make you know, people turn green. I don't care what I have to say. I'll say whatever's needed to that person so that they – won't be uh so the enemy won't win mm-hmm. i'm fighting the enemy every day and i know everybody else is too so oh, you're yeah, good company you... though man because bc's the kind of guy he still asks for crayons at a restaurant so like yeah. we're all on <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen those kids man hey. these are way better than the adults <laughs> yeah okay oh i can hey i tell everybody man i keep it as simple as i possibly can mm-hmm. right now I, i'll nerd out with a little bit of 
vernacular or something every oh, now and then. Well, yeah. you just had me at vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but but it's true. Like when you're saying, like when you're talking with people and just trying to explain your either your thoughts or if they're expressing to you anything to do with sorrow, uh, suicidal ideation, mm -hmm. any of that stuff. As a human being now, it's our responsibility to help that person. Truth. And I think, and, and the reason, I mean, for the three of us, we know what we're talking about with that background, but there are people out there right now who will hear this and who will either experience it through a relative, a friend, or they will experience it on the job being mm -hmm. EMS, fire, police, oh, whatever. Lord. Yes. And yes. Yeah, and and so when we're talking about something as simple as talking slower to someone when they when they are feeling this way, slowing slowing all of our actions down, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and doing our best to just listen to what they're saying, and half the time that's what people need in the moment. Yeah. They just need yeah. someone to listen to them mm -hmm. and to keep them talking and processing. It's like yeah. I've told people before, like if they're talking to you. They have they have not fully committed it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So, so don't, yeah. yeah, yeah. So don't don't be scared to talk to them. Don't be no. scared for to to even talk about that. Let them talk about it. Yeah, and I think that there's a you know the biggest the biggest fear for most people who are talking to people who are going to commit suicide, for example, is mm -hmm. I don't want to say the wrong thing because then they'll kill themselves. Well, I hate to break your heart. If they're going to do it, yeah. they're going to do it anyways. Ain't nothing yeah. you're going to say that's going to push them over the edge. They're already on the edge. So yeah. mm -hmm. let, as you said, BC talk, and then who knows, perhaps in the talking, they will see that their problem really is temporary, but feels permanent. Mm -hmm. And if some way we can sit there and get them to just see a small bit of light, shoot, mm -hmm. man, that's, that's, that's the business right there. Yeah. Hey, I had, I had a guy one time, oh, I was on patrol and, and I tell this story sometimes to a lot of the newer officers so they understand in a second, you're in the middle of a situation and mm -hmm. we go to this call. We travel through the shadows because the call came in that he was had a knife and was going to kill his family. Mm -hmm. So basically get there and I've got a rookie with me and I'm trying to walk the rookie through the what we're going to do, our actions. But uh, the, the guy basically expresses to us later all the stress he was feeling. And it was all from getting out of the military and trying to adjust to, as he said, you know, like just civilian life, but no one understanding what he was going through. At least that's mm -hmm. what he felt. Mm -hmm. And so he had just started drinking excessively mm -hmm. and, and, the, and he did not have a job at the time. So any, we went from uh, him doing some actions that we had to go hands on, go through a table uh, mm -hmm. into the side of a wall, get him in custody. Yeah. And, and then basically he and I talk all the way and I'm like, you know what? what you need right now is not time in jail. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like what you need right now is you got to be talking to someone. So we, yeah. we work through all this stuff. Then he goes, I drop him off. He talks to a counselor mm. and, uh, he calls me, I give him my phone number. I mean, I'm, I'm a freaking patrol officer with like a, you know, a cell phone and my personal yeah. cell phone. I yeah. give him my phone number. Just like, look, call me, man. He wasn't a criminal. The dude was just on a breaking point. Yeah. Like you call me. Yeah. If you need anything, or just let me know everything's good, man. Like yeah. you'll see me riding the beat. I'll ride through, wave at me, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was like a week later. This dude calls me at like three or four in the morning, wakes me up. Mm -hmm. And the first thing he says is, I got a job. Like I don't even know who the dude is. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't right. know who he was when he called. Yeah. So he's yeah. telling me, I got a job. You know, I appreciate what you did for me that night. You know, 
Because I'm not, I, he could have been shot and killed just at what oh, yeah. was going on. So instead, yeah. we just kind of tussled and broke a table or whatever. But it's this idea of when we started talking and seeing, mm-hmm. you know, what was going on in his life. And he and I talked on the phone for a while. He was like, to, to everybody else in the world, they would make fun of me about having this job because the way society looks down on certain jobs. He's like, but, but this means I matter. You know what I mean? Like, I've got a job. I'm making money. And I'm going to get my way out of this. And I was, I was like, yeah, dude, like, you know what I'm saying? Like those days, whether it's on patrol, whether it's in a job, whether it's a relative, like to be able to sit there and help someone out and then see that they don't harm themselves or help their family. It's a, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying like, that's, I hate that he went through that, but I'll, I feel very good that how it worked out for him. And people need mm-hmm. to feel that, I think. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, that connection yeah. with other people. And the and the and the hope. Mm-hmm. Right? We the, the the biggest problem that I see is people feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that this storm that they're going through is the biggest storm ever created, and that they're in the abyss mm-hmm. and they will not be able to get out. And that's why that whole you know, you hear temporary problems, permanent solutions, mm-hmm. but remember, it's it's how they feel. Mm-hmm. They feel it's permanent. That yeah. doesn't. It's not my job to say, buddy. It's it's not permanent. Get over it. Yeah, right? yeah. And you, it's not my job. And mm-hmm. here's something else to remember. You know, BC is telling this perspective from the the perspective of a law enforcement officer, right? there is no reason that we can't encounter people like that every single day, not in the profession, right? Like you can Mm -hmm. walk into any store and you can tell when a person's in distress, you can tell when somebody's having a (sighs) shitty day, but as a society, Mm -hmm. as a culture, do we just turn our head to it and we put our head down and we keep pushing on because we're so self-centered. We're so selfish. We're so focused on all the stuff that we think is important. And yeah. you know what I mean? And like, we need to really yeah. open our eyes and, and pretend like you're in that position where you're answering that 911 call for somebody for help. Because man, the, and I, you know, I'm on a soapbox right now, but this is, so, this is somewhere true. where I've, no, I've personally true. challenged myself is to try and start talking to people. Like if I'm in the grocery store, if I'm in line with a cup of coffee or whatever, turn around and like say good morning mm-hmm. to somebody. Because just that oh, little Lord, comment yes. right there, and and they kind of look mm-hmm. at you like like we live in such a weird time when you do that, people think you're fucking weird, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. why is this guy talking to me right now? Yeah. But man, yeah. and breaking uh, barriers, man, breaking barriers, to, right? And I think like there's no better time than to have this conversation than right now because we're in a world of hurting, man. Like, well, I first of all, ski, you're a thousand percent right. I think you're a thousand percent right. And I, I think the first cure to doing all of that is, I'm going to make a bit of a joke here, but it's true. The minute everybody starts returning their carts, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. The minute yeah. everyone starts returning their carts, okay? Because it's – hold on. Bear with me for a second. I return my cart, and then I see skis got uh, uh, 40 kids and a bunch of bags. And I'm like, hey, ski, you want me to return your cart for you too? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I return my card, I return your card before you know it. Then all of a sudden I'm helping somebody put their bags into, into the thing and I'm doing it without the expectation of wanting something back. Yeah. 
I'm mm-hmm. just doing, and it's, I, I, I like saying the right thing, but the right thing is, 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 is different for me than it is for you. So serving my fellow human being in a way that doesn't get me anything, nothing. Mm-hmm. How, what does it take to sit there when you see a lady, an elderly lady, who's obviously dressed up to go to Walmart, she, this is her time out. And when you walk by, you go, ma'am, you look so good today. My goodness, that's a great dress or hat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? What did it take? That took half a second, maybe one second. And the, the impact on her, if we put it in a dollar amount, so it cost me a penny. And it, for her, it was $10,000. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Right? Now, 100%. even if just half the population did that, it would mm-hmm. change everything. Shoot, I'll yeah. be like one one quarter of the population did that. It would change everything. Straight because, up. Because, and also, when you say that to her, she's more than likely not just going to keep walking. She's going to stop and say, well, thank you. And then she in turn is going to say something because yep. she's out in public. And she wants to talk to people like I, you know, Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. I I do. I think you're right with, uh, our society as people age and either go into retirement or get into like their seventies or eighties. It's almost like society goes, Oh, well, Oh, well, it's like, no, like that person has all the wisdom they've lived decades and decades. They've seen this cycle of humanity sit down and and chat with them. Like ski said earlier, like, and yeah, some people say it's a curse, but man, I'll sit in the grocery store for 20 minutes when I'm just in there buying one or two items. Cause I get to talking to mm-hmm. the clerk or, you know, somebody yeah. in the parking lot. Or yeah. I can't help it. I like talking to people, but no, it's good. It's a good, I think, well, and so you've got to be mindful of the fact that culturally North Americans are the only people to get rid of their old. Yeah, okay. If you take the first nations community, they don't throw their, their old, the Chinese don't throw out their old, the East Indians do not throw out their old. Okay, it's mm-hmm. just North Americans that chuck out their old. Mm-hmm. So we're losing generational information. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think that the frustrating part about a lot of this is people, when they get to a certain age, don't feel like they have anything to offer anymore. Mm-hmm. How sad when, is that? Well, it, it is. And that's where you get the the people who are retiring at whatever age and then they're dead two years later. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, yeah. uh, you know, you have got people married 60 years together. One of them dies within two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. They're gone because yeah. their, their purpose. And mm-hmm. I'm not big on, on the word purpose because purpose um, is very intimidating to me because, you know, what is your purpose? And you're like, oh, I don't know what my purpose is. I feel like I'm getting tested. I don't know. <laughs> Your purpose, yours, mine, everybody else's, our purpose should be to assist our society, our fellow human beings, if they need help, if they're mm-hmm. in distress, if they just need, I mean, we can't hug. I mean, our days of hugging people are done there. I mean, that's dead and buried. <laughs> but, you know, which is, a, you know, and, I'll, and, I, and I, it's sad because I'm going to give you a perfect example. I was talking to somebody. Uh, have you guys either been around somebody with Down syndromes? Yeah, mm-hmm. man, okay. I got a great story for you. Go, Good. go ahead. Well, just talk. pause that. Pause that for one second. So then you're familiar with the hugs of somebody, especially the children who have Down syndromes. They have a hug that 
there there is you want to know what the if, what the physical uh, definition of love is get a hug uh, yes. from somebody who has down syndromes 100% you will not f- and imagine if if we could just share that hug like having somebody just that's their job hey how are you i'm just going to give you a hug and and you you can't help you could have the most salty old crusty old person on the planet and they'll melt mm-hmm. they'll be in tears and heartbeat filled with joy so ski tell me about your what do you know about down syndrome people dude just this morning I'm, i went i went to whole foods because i'm trying to be healthier these days right and i <laughs> got take I, out a loan yeah so i go to to get a smoothie there and angie the girl making smoothies she has down syndrome and she is the happiest person I talked to today. And I'm standing there and I'm staring at the thing. And Angie tells me what I need to order. And I didn't hesitate. <laughs> I said, listen, Angie, if you're telling me that the, the peanut butter, bananas, and the, the almond milk is the way to go, like, that's what I'm doing. Man, you, you would have thought, like you said, I gave her a penny and the return was $10,000. Like, she was so ecstatic to tell tell the guy next to her hey you gotta make you gotta make it you know so dude yeah, and then yeah. when i got it i said hey thank you so much for the recommendation i said next time i come back i'm gonna let you know how this how this was you know and yeah. like dude like it was a moment you know what i mean she smiled i smiled like we, we walked out of there and it was like and, and like you're so right though like the epitome yeah. of like just uh raw true love and the just like like the hugs man i know exactly what you're talking about man because there's yeah because there's nothing behind it that is like an ulterior motive or there's no there's no filter Mm -mm. and you can feel that like that's Mm -mm. that like uh politician like slap on the back or Mm -hmm. handshake or something but like when when someone legit like uh cares you know and it's just like yeah one human to another yeah you're right i think uh and 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 I'm not I am not naive to think that you know a hug will change the world. However, I do know I have been alive long enough to know that if we don't give hugs, sincere looking in mm-hmm. the eyes, sincere words, kindness. This the word kindness should be in in blazed in people's foreheads showing kindness and grace to our fellow human beings if we don't do that we are definitely going in further down and i refuse to do it so i'm Mm -hmm. going to be one person if i can do it and then somebody else will do it and they'll tell two friends and so on and so on and so on and it it is it is infectious and i and i believe that um because i've been in times when i've been negative and ski Mm -hmm. was with me when i went into a time when I got negative at work and it was, it was bad to the mm. point where a sergeant calls me into the office and says, I don't know what the hell is the matter with you, dude, but this is not you. You're right. walking around complaining and moaning and like, you've mm-hmm. never been that way before. And he was right. I didn't even see it happening. It just mm. like slowly trickled in, but their ski, you know, right outside the door, joking and laughing. And then mm. boom, after he kind of, yanked a knot in me i get out there and we just go back to laughing and joking i realized yeah he's right like i don't i don't even think about going through the day where we were just always laughing and just you know, like trying mm-hmm. to keep people motivated but it'll but if you start to surround yourself with that negativity or or because that's what social media does yeah. and that's why oh lord when yeah. i first i was always scared to like go on there i was like ah you were like one of the first people i started chatting with i'm like <laughs> 
this dude seems happy. Like I could get down with this. And like the dudes from skill set, Jason and, yeah. ben, and everybody's like, okay, I just need to yeah. make sure I got positive people on yeah. here and not, not get into the, yeah, the negativity. Let me let me tell you that, a funny that story. Block, that block is good. What's the story? <laughs> yeah, this, this is on topic. So sim, similar to BC, man, I hit a point at one point in my in my police career where I think I just like mentally I was just like fried, right? And we're getting ready one morning in the locker room. This is one of my best buddies today. Still, I'm putting my my vest on. I'm putting my uniform on, and I just looked over at him and I told him, I was like, dude. I need help. And it just like came Ooh. out, right? It came out and it, oh. I didn't even, I didn't even think I was going to say it. And I said it and this is funny cause I still mess with him today. He kind of looked at me like, you all right, man. And, and I was like, no dude. I was like, I think I need to go talk to someone. And he's like, you need to take the night off. And he started, you know, he didn't know how to respond to me, man. So like, mm -hmm. it was one of those mm -hmm. things where he was kind of like, <laughs> Hey, put your shit on and let's go to work, man. And that's what I did, right? So, yeah. interestingly, interestingly enough, fast forward several years, this this guy is now he's in like a men's group with me and everything, and like we can have these real life conversations and stuff. Right. But I bring that up to say maybe this conversation the three of us are having will will prepare somebody to respond to that differently than my my buddy did, right? Because Here's what happened. Yeah. Here's what happened is I, I, I did. I swallowed it like he told me to. He's like, hey, put it, put that away, man. Like, we're not, mm -hmm. we don't need that right now. And yeah, because that's the only thing he knew how to do. Right. So yeah. I did, man. And what it did is it festered for years and years and years. And when it, when it, when it, when the devil showed its face, man, it got ugly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But not from the outside looking in. <laughs> It was more, yeah. it, it was all in here. It was in my heart. It was in my head. And mm -hmm. uh, holy, yeah. yeah. So I say that to say maybe we can just continue this fun conversation and somebody will be more prepared when, a, when another grown man comes to him and says, I need help, right? And it's like, yeah. that's kind of yeah. a loaded statement, but where do, where do you go well, from there? Well, you know, the beautiful part is, and I'm going to tell you right now. So it's, it's, like I'll tell, I'm using Ben, Ben from Skillset. Mm -hmm. I tell him every single day. I text him every single day, and I tell him I love him. Okay, and he's mm -hmm. we've known each other a lot of years now, so he's used to it. You know, mm -hmm. in the beginning, he was like, "Oh my lord, will you just <laughs> shut up, please?" <laughs> I got a lot of people in my life who are like Marcus. Listen, you need to shut up with that. I'm like, no, I do not. No, <laughs> no I don't. Right. Yeah, because here's and I'm going to I'm going to circle around to this in a second because your buddy's uh, response, because it's so typical uh, and it's understandable. But men are conditioned to never show their love for another man. We can mm -hmm. say it to the like, you know, you got mothers who, you know, the, 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 that their sons will tell them all day long. I love you, mama. I love you, mama. I love you, mama. Data. Uh, well, yeah. Hey, and I have a real problem with that. I got a big problem with it. Now, keep in mind, I was not raised by. I had no father. Raised by women my entire life. So it's it's perhaps, but it wasn't a healthy way either. So let's just hold on. We'll stay on topic here. Mm -hmm. When you're a man and somebody says, "Hey, I'm, I'm not doing well," 
if I acknowledge that you're not doing well, that means I have to acknowledge that I, maybe I'm not doing well either. And I can't let the world know that I'm not doing well because I got a job to do. Now, you know, you're just about to go on shift and, you know, you got to get your shit straight. And th- I get it. It was the, the timing of it was not ideal. But when is a good time to admit that you're doing a bad, you're not doing good? There is no good time, right? Mm. There's no, there is no good time to say, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm at my, I'm at my last straw and, mm. and this is it. Now, again, I'm not a professional. I'm not, I don't got no PhD, but I, I know a dark day. And I know that if that, if I don't communicate to somebody I trust, Hey, I'm, I'm not doing good right now. Or, Hey, I love you. Now I say, I love you because of the fact that if I die tomorrow, I don't want nobody down when they're at my funeral and they're hooping and hollering. I want every single person there, you know, cause they're on the clock every five minutes, they got to start crying. Right, like, <laughs> I want slobbering, right? right? Okay, good. And then, yeah. and when they go up and start talking, I want to make sure everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, Marcus and his loves, man. He loves you, and he tells you." Because there's one thing that I know for sure: the enemy hates that we will be honest in how much we love each other. Enemy hates it because they're like, "Wait a second, no, 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 no! I need that fear. I need that insecurity. I need that. I need something to chew on. I can't chew on love. Mm-hmm. Choke on love. Do you know what I'm saying?" Yes. So as a man, as a man, we need to sit there and make it okay for me to say, BC, I love you, man. I -hmm. love you. And I think you're a handsome devil. And, you know, as well, you should. Right. And, and it's, and it's okay. It's not weakness. And that's, and this is where I got, uh, this has been a big word all day long today. Weakness, Mm -hmm. weakness. It's been pounded into me every single, every place I'm looking, weakness, 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 strength comes from weakness and if you can't acknowledge your weakness how are you supposed to have strength because real strength comes from weakness comes from transparency and honesty and me saying hey ski man i'm i'm like six seconds away from punching somebody in the throat and going to jail Mm -hmm. i need to sit there and be cool with ski and be like and tell him that and have ski be like look man and then speak however is honest to you and if you don't know be like, dude, I don't, I don't know what to say, but I'm here mm-hmm. for you. That's it, man. Those right? that, those words right there, if they're genuine. If they're genuine. Mean, yeah. Means everything. And yeah. dude, ironically enough, that you, you know your love text message, the same guy I'm talking about two nights ago <laughs> sent me a text message that said nothing more than, hey, man, I just want you to know I love you guys. How crazy <laughs> is that, man? That is beautiful. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I, yeah. I think Isn't it's- that crazy? There was a there was a video that was on I remember online that it was at a college or something and these guys were giving out money like 100 bucks but you had to go and call somebody and tell them you love them and everybody that called their answers were are you okay what's wrong mm-hmm. with you right yeah. and mm-hmm. I think one guy was like I called his dad and his dad was like wait a second are you alright like sort of panicking right what's what's wrong mm-hmm. with you and then the guy ended up just giving the money back to, to the guys and said, look, give that to somebody who needs it. But his change in his voice from, you know, I love you, dad, to hearing the, oh, my God, my dad's uh, stressing here. No, dad, I love you, and it's okay. Everything's okay. That's a wake-up call. If people sit there and you tell them that you love them and they're like, are you dying? You, get, right. you, you, got, you, yeah. got, you got cancer? What, what is it? What, what's going on here? There's a wake-up call to, hey, man, you're not saying it enough. Mm-hmm. And they and I've heard I've heard the I've man I got 
two ex-wives and I girlfriends from the past who are like, you know what? You need to stop abusing that word. It loses its value. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't lose its value. Right. If mm-hmm. I say it every single time and I mean it, then it doesn't mm-hmm. lose its value. 100%. If you say it, if you say it once and you don't mean it, or you say it a thousand times, you don't mean it. it don't matter. Say it one time and you mean it. All right. Now we're talking. Say it a hundred times. You mean it right on. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, if you get tired of hearing me tell you, I love you, then you need to give your head a shake. Cause <laughs> yeah. it ain't nothing wrong with that. But that's how we're, but that's how we're conditioned. Like you said, where if someone now shows like complete emotion or, oh, yeah. you know, or, or like yeah. you said, you're, you're in the locker room and all of a sudden someone's like, Hey, I'm not doing, cause your locker room is like where you're the most vulnerable. You're changing. Mm-hmm. You're moving from your civilian clothes into a uniform where you, like you said yeah. earlier, you got to get your head switched on yep. as you're getting ready to go right into that parking lot, getting that mm-hmm. patrol car. And you yep. could go to a homicide, a shooting, a rape, yep. or yep. nothing more than a shoplifting, but you're yep. going to switch those gears. And if you're not in the right headspace, yeah, uh, it's, it's bad. And yeah. I, I'll tell you this. So a, a guy, uh, basically had, had heard some comments and he didn't know how to handle it. Cause they mm-hmm. were, it was like a racial slur mm-hmm. and he got, he got upset about it. And the mm-hmm. dude kind of like hung out for about an hour, hour and a half after shift. And I was in the locker room changing and he, he's talking to me about it. And I talk a lot. Anyway, people call me Dr. Phil. Cause I don't, don't hide <laughs> stuff like emotions. You're way but, better looking than Dr. Right. Phil. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> but he broke down and started hugging me because he was so hurt by it. And we had to kind of talk and work through it. And I remember thinking, like, this is one of the baddest dudes I know. Like, this is not a guy I would cross. Mm-hmm. However, it cut him deep. And he said, my entire life, man, I always thought we were going to get over this. Like, like before I die, society is going to be what we think it's going to be. Black and white, everybody just hanging out together. And here we are. This yeah. shit is still going yeah. on. So, but But I say that to say yeah. stuff goes on in the locker room or anywhere where – where we feel like nobody is looking and I'm saying, mm-hmm. men, yep. I mean, you know, but yep. Yep. that's where things start to come out. And that's one of those things too, where I agree. If we don't feel comfortable enough to talk to each other or to say whatever mm-hmm. it is, like ski said, Hey, I'm, I, I need help. Like we don't even, sometimes mm-hmm. we don't even know what kind of help we do. We just need to start yep. talking because mm-hmm. it's like a pressure valve. You know, we're just oh, like yeah. letting that air off. Like mm-hmm. that's why I say, if someone goes, look, I'm thinking about putting this barrel right in the fucking roof of my mouth and blow my brains out. Mm-hmm. Let them say it. They're not mm-hmm. doing it yet. Mm-hmm. And yep. let them and talk it through. Nope. Yeah. You know, and, I, and yeah. I'll touch on that, man. Like I didn't really know what, what was going on. I could just feel like I was at, I, I, like you said, that pressure valve, I could just feel it mm-hmm. coming on, man. And it was just like, yeah. if I don't say this right now, things could go really bad in the next couple hours and just saying it yeah. made me feel not, not, I wasn't like a suicidal dude or anything, but mm-hmm, I was right. like, my brain was not my brain. Like I didn't have, yeah. mm-hmm. I almost was like yeah. losing control of like who I was and just had a lot of anger and hate mm-hmm. and just frustration. Yeah. And I didn't know where it was going. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the scary part. Yeah. But so Wait, let me, let and me, you know, it's, oh, we, well, just, just on that, on that really quickly that, when you don't know the answer, like, again, I've never been a law enforcement officer, okay? I've never had to worry about that. I've worked in nightclub security, which is not the same, but at the end of the day, when you're in a team environment or you're working with a partner, I will say this to anybody who's listening, if you're in a situation and you're going into something, 
work, whatever, and you don't know the answer or you can't give the answer at, at that point, I, I think a really healthy way is, brother, we got to get through this 8, 10, 12-hour shift. Mm. You and I will talk throughout the shift. We got to be gears up and good to go. Okay, we're going to dial our shit in, but I want you to know that what you said has some impact to me. And I said, this isn't just going to let go. We're going to deal with this together. Let's take care of business when we're on our breaks. Maybe we'll touch on a little bit. Maybe it's not the right time, but no matter what, I got you. It's you and me against the world on this, and we got this. And it's important. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, all jokes aside, you know, the way your buddy handled it, which is is understandable, right? Because you're about to sit there and throw it down. It's time to get, you know, bootstraps pulled up, right? But there's nothing worse than being, and I'm not comparing your situation. I'm just saying in general, there's nothing worse than being honest and then having someone dismiss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, you're 100%. You know, I, I have to show grace to people. You have to show grace to the person that dismisses it because of the fact they don't know what they're doing. They're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if anybody hears this and just says, well, what do I, and this can go for our children, mm-hmm. uh, our spouses, you know, you've got a, you've got your, your better half in front of you and they're losing their shit in Walmart. You're like, listen, now's not the time to talk. But listen, I think it's important that we talk about this where we can have freedom of speech without worrying about anybody calling the police and or psych ward people, right? And, and then having the conversation in a safe environment. Sorry, Ski, go ahead. Say what you need to say, man. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I'm good. I, I think I might have lost my track. But, Dang it! What I was, oh, no. I, no I, so, I mean, I, I think you're kind of a spokesperson now for, for this conversation we're having. And that's the reason we're having this conversation. Like, how, at what point and how did you know? Like, at what point did you flip the switch in your life where you're like, man, this is this is what I have to do. Like, this is kind of like my calling to, to really just put it all out there. Because, again, well, I made the funny comparison earlier that, like, you're supposed to be the, you know, the, the yeah. most dangerous man walking around. But, like, right. You know, how yeah. did you, how did that happen? Um, well, uh, well, first of all, I appreciate the words, but I, I don't see it that way. I don't see that it's all I'm doing. All I'm doing is I'm having conversations that I need. Mm. Right. So when I'm telling two guys, listen, man, you know, those dark days where you just sit there and you, you don't even want just breathing is a labor or where there is no, no light. The darkness is, is everywhere. You can feel it, think it, like all that stuff. Like I'm not talking to them or you, I'm talking to me. Right. You know, not, do you know that 90% of my posts, 95% of the stuff I post online has nothing to do with anybody but me. Yeah. Cause you're just working through it. I'd say 98. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta do that. So, so the relatability that people have about what I talk about is because at the end of the day, I bleed shit and cry like everybody else. I'm no different. I'm not special. And if there's one thing I've learned at being my age is, and I say the age, the age is a big deal. Even though, I mean, I make jokes about it. And I got a good friend, bro. Like she gives me a hard time. She's like, you're 53. You're not dead. You know? And, and, but I use the age to saying that, I've experienced everything I have to this point so that I can have a conversation with you and know what I'm talking about. 
I don't regret anything that's happened from the, from like the beginning of my life to where I am now. I don't want to change nothing. Zero. Because of the fact that it allows me to have a conversation with man, woman, child and, and say, uh, perfect example is I had a conversation with a woman who was raped five years ago. We talked recently. She got a little heated and was like, what the fuck do you, these are her words, forgive my language. What the fuck do you know about being raped? About being violated. Whoop. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it on. And I shared with her the reason why I know all about that. Mm-hmm. And she looked and she started crying because, you know, she knows that obviously I just shared with her some pretty, mm-hmm. pretty hurtful things. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you understand what I'm talking about. Now, if, if, if God did not give me the ability to have the past I did and to say the things I need to say, that woman had peace in her heart knowing that it wasn't her fault. That just because she didn't fight back didn't mean that she wanted it to happen. And that that whatever her future holds, whatever happened, is not going to define her for how she lives the rest of her life. Now, how can I have a man how can a man have a conversation with a woman like if I didn't have the stuff happen to me that I did in my past, I'd never mm-hmm. would have had that conversation. And if I got to help her heal even one inch, boys, one inch towards uh, finding peace in, in that hell that's in her head, mm-hmm. it was all worth it. So whatever I do now, this conversation I'm having online, whatever, this, like I'm jobless. I don't mm-hmm. have a job. I'm not, I write for Skillset Magazine. I go, I do a little bit of teaching here and there in different states, but I'm not like, I'm literally unemployed. Like I'm not working. And if this, having this conversation saves one life, then I'll consider that job done. I'm mm-hmm. good. Dude, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 I didn't expect that answer, and I'm taking so much. Like, I'm taking mental notes, and I want to write this down. But you're saying you went inward, right? You, you're, you went inward instead of outward, and you, you, you took your ego, and you literally just yeah. destroyed yeah. it, which is amazing, yeah. which has yeah. humbled you enough as a human, as a person, to just go, I'm done with, you know, not that you ever had a facade, but like most people walk around with this facade and we're talking about social media yeah. of like, oh, yeah. this is who I am and I have to stick to it. And mm-hmm. dude, yeah. that, that, what yeah. you just said is gold, man. It, that's that's amazing. I think I think, you know what I think the funny part about ego is this is because it's first of all, in my eyes, for me, the ego is the enemy. Mm-hmm. Think whatever you want. It doesn't matter what your belief system is, but the ego is the enemy. And as long as I remember that I'm with two two dudes right now, and I bleed shit and cry the same as you. I've been constipated. I've had diarrhea. I've thrown up one way and pooped out the other way. I've been in a fetal position. I've cried. I've bled. I've 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 been angry. So if I've had all of those things, how can I dare sit there and have an ego on? Well, do you know who I think I am? Mm-hmm. Right. And this is why there's some people I have, they're good friends of mine, but they're like, oh, I'm talking to the Marcus Torgerson. I almost want to punch him in the face. <laughs> right. You know, and I get it. It's a joke. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it, it's yeah. annoying to me. Because my name is Marcus, and I am no different than anybody else. I've got my life experiences. You two boys have your life experiences. Mm-hmm. And what makes this conversation beautiful is we have three strangers, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. Three completely different upbringings, 
mm-hmm. maybe not that different, but but different in different states. I'm from Canada, you know, different. Yet the similarity is we all want something close to the same thing. We want happiness, right? Mm-hmm. We want happiness. We want our loved ones to be healthy and happy. And we want this world to be a half decent place. Yes or no? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. So, so, so when we do that, there is no ego. There is no ego. There, there can't, yeah. there shouldn't be. Now I'm not talking about when you're on the job, like when you're dealing and I don't even think this is ego. If you're sitting there and you're going uh, eye to eye, toe to toe verbally with somebody and you have to de-escalate them. Mm-hmm. Actually the ego is the last thing that should be kicking in. In de-escalation, yeah. where, where's the mm-hmm. ego? You can't have ego. Yeah. You need to sit there and be, have some relatability. Yeah. Yes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. okay, so there you go. There's no ego there. So we're mm-hmm. about to go toe-to-toe in a fight. Well, there's not ego. That's just survival. Okay, yeah. so, so ego is absolutely useless for anything. You, show, mm-hmm. you tell me one thing where ego is going to help you out. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's, it's your, like you said, it's your enemy. And yep. what was it? Uh, the ego is my enemy and Vic or uh, defeat is my teacher. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who said it. But I don't know, but somebody's smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, but it is true. Like when you're talking about too, when someone is attacked, either, either violently during a robbery, a shooting mm-hmm. or sexually, and, mm-hmm. and they have to process that. And then the rest of their lives, they have to, to deal with that. And like, it sounds mm-hmm. like that lady had such rage. And oh, part yeah. of that is you can't relate to me. Mm-hmm. And, and therefore almost, um, it's almost like now you're becoming part of this problem as well. Yeah. But, yep. but then when you could tell her your attacks and mm-hmm. what has happened to you, then probably for her, there's this bonding too of, Oh yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like this is what yeah. we do need. We do need to understand even if, if someone hasn't been sexually oh, yes. assaulted or raped, they they still can be an ear. No, they can no, no. still yeah. they can still be someone there oh, yeah. to talk to. Oh Lord, yes. Yes. I use uh, recovery as a perfect example. If if I have somebody who's going through mm, let's say they're meth heads. Okay, they're mm-hmm. going through meth. I have never smoked meth in my life. I have no idea whatsoever. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I know addiction. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to sit there and go one day, one hour, one minute, one second at a time to not have my addiction uh, take over me. Mm-hmm. The beautiful, the, where I had this a problem I have with labels. If like I'm addicted to coffee, I fully admit it. It's, I'm not changing it. It's not going anywhere. Tough luck. I'm going to stick that out. But if somebody's addicted to, mm, I don't know. This is going to be stupid. Friends, the TV show mm-hmm. Friends, they have to watch it 24 Ugh. hours a day, seven days a week. It's a, okay, they, they watch it That's all the time. terrible. Mm-hmm. But it's an addiction where it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. When whatever they're consuming is in an unhealthy amount that impacts others and their life. As long as I have a commonality, that's my new word because I don't like c- comparison. I have a commonality. Okay. 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 If yeah. we have a commonality of a subject, then we can have the, as, as BC said, we can have the talk. We mm-hmm. can start the dialogue. And if we can start the dialogue, the enemy is going to have a miserable time because mm-hmm. now two human beings who have a commonality 
can get from a distance, can now get closer and start the healing process to, to not having that addiction have the power that it does. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, a, that's the number one thing for anybody that's going through an addiction. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I knew, yeah, I was, I knew at a young age, I had an addictive personality and I just, I got lucky. I never started down that path, but luck but had nothing I, to do with it. Well, or I guess what I should say is I'm, I'm fortunate that I, mm-hmm. that I did not start yep. that path because I, like you just said, when I like something, I want a lot of it and I mm-hmm. want it all the time. And it's, Let me tell you something about BC is he's, he's kind of, he's, he's holding back a little bit of truth right now because I've seen him eat like 846 Laffy Taffy in a 10 hour oh, yeah. shift. Yeah, severe, dude, that's no joke. Severe addiction. He's like, my, I can't stop look. eating these things, man. I'm like, look. hey, bro. you're right. Look, I used to have, look, I used to have this spot, man. I used to have a BP gas station. And I would stop there. It's on my beat. And I could just park there and do a lay of the land. Gang members come in and out and all that. And the clerk was like, I was going to get a drink. I buy some of them little Laffy Taffy. He's like, hey, take them. They're yours. Like, oh, you, you're not going to charge me? He's like, no, go ahead, man. Because I would always stay out there, you know, in the restaurant. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was an enabler, man. He was, yeah, he he was, was. Hey, hey, look. And he said, <laughs> I would come in there and he was like, hey, my friend, you like the Laffy Taffy? He said, get more, get more. He knew as long as I kept eating them, I'd stay there. And Steve's not lying, man. I had rookies that I was training, oh. and my floorboard would be full of Laffy Taffy wrappers. Oh. I'm not could do like probably, I, I mean, realistically, I'd probably 70 to 75 pieces. Like, no, yeah, what flavors? Were All flavors? Oh, All dude, flavors. great bananas, strawberry. Mm, they're wow. good. You like them, banana? <laughs> Look, really oh, know? yeah. Banana's probably my favorite. And strawberry, you eat oh banana and strawberry together. You got strawberry banana. Okay, well that's yeah. Okay, that's that's different. Oh, uh, little debbies too, man. I'd hit them oh, little debbies Lord. like like nobody. Listen, I, I'll tell you right now. Listen, we already have a problem with obesity in the police right. uh, industry. Yeah. This, we, this is not helping the cause. You want to no. know what's funny is all you had to say to BC is you had to ask him what was up with that extra chin, and he would get all <laughs> pissed off. Oh, yeah, dude. Because you know you hey. have to wear that tight that tight tie and like uh, you, can't hide, you yeah. can't hide that little that no. little flappy thing that no you got Dunlap's disease on your yeah, throat, you, but underneath you just, his throat if you just walk up to him and just kind of like touch it I got a waddle he'd be like man i'm not <laughs> Look, eating like hey, taffy ever don't again touch my wife <laughs> yeah, 10 that's minutes. The, hey that's the best part of the job is dudes would call you out and be like hey I mean, I'm gonna be yeah. so honest. They just like, hey, you're a fat fuck. You better. Yeah, lose oh yeah, weight. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you're right. And yeah. it, it your right. shadow indi- just cracked the cement. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> neck was my indicator, but but also, yeah. if I kept eating like that, I mean, I I would I would have been jacked up. I'd have messed my body my body up, man. That was bad yeah. eating. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had gotten I had gotten pretty big, man. I was well, I was a serious, serious that much eater. sugar. Listen, that much oh, sugar, that and dude, on top good. of that, at that time, I was drinking like 20 ounce cheer wines <laughs> and, monsters. <laughs> and monsters. And monsters, oh my oh. god, we were, we were in a we were in a a, a, 
uh, undercover van one night <laughs> doing jump out stuff, and it got silly in there because because BC had had like two monsters <laughs> the, the to boys. the point to the point where it was almost not funny anymore, and we uh, were like, hey. Like one of the right. dudes on our squad yeah. was like, "You need to get the fuck out of the van, bro." Yeah, I can't put yeah. up with you yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You're too. And, yeah. I, and I ratcheted up, man. I started banging <laughs> the cans together and just, it was bad, bad. Because you got like five or ten. I don't know. There was a bunch of us piled in the van. But yeah, for some reason, I drank two monsters, probably because they were good. Twenty <laughs> ounce, man. Yeah, tall no, boys. No. I don't think you're Ain't supposed nothing. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you think i think there's a warning that says you drink two of these you're yeah. gonna be in a cardiac arrest yeah 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 it was yeah. bad dude. I, I do want to say something man because i just started picking on you for no reason i just want you to know i love you man man i love you too see hey let me ask you this marcus because we talked a lot about pouring out right and mm -hmm. I, just recently we were, you were talking about just having to refill your own cup man and do that input yeah. like what are you doing personally for yourself to do that? Because I think a lot of people struggle with burning, burning, you know, like running yeah. on E, but not really yeah. knowing how to fill yourself back up so you can continue to go out there and serve other people. Well, uh, I dive, I'm big in the word. That's, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I, a lot of people don't like this new Marcus, right? They don't like this faith-based Marcus. They don't like it because you know, it's, it, I, they expect me to say something stupid or, or, or whatever, but that's a fact. I dive into the word. I am, I need to, I need to, it's not want to, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to be fortunate to work out, but I need mm -hmm. to, I've learned that if I don't do a physical activity every single day, something that the enemy gremlins, whatever you want to call them, that's, that's just food for them. They're like, ha ha. Hey, mm -hmm. fat boy. What's going mm -hmm. on? Hey, you're you're uh, you're enjoying this uh, not doing anything lazy sack of shit thing like whatever all that nonsense that, mm -hmm. that that it goes in it's a lie, it's a lie. So to combat that, I need to. Uh, I'm I'm disciplined in certain things every single day. I get up, uh, I dive into the word. I go for a swim, do a little like body weight stuff with the swim, and then I know at some point in time in the day. I'm going to do some type of a physical workout. Now, it's not like, you know, I'm surrounded by people who are just crushing it. You know what I mean? Like just beasts. I'm not doing that, man. I'm talking like, you know, I'm happy if I get like, you know, some push-ups and some abs and some squats. I'm, I'm good with that. But the, the fact is, is, and I say that just to, because I don't want to alienate people listening, being like, oh, I got to do A, B, and C. I got to be like, crazy with my work. I was like, no, you need to do something that will not give those gremlins something to feed with. So, and to recharge me, I need to walk. Mm -hmm. I need to do those workouts. And I am, I am fortunate that, that the people that have been since I moved back to Texas, right, this is my home and I've been here and this is my spot and I'll call it mm -hmm. out. Like I'm, I'm mm -hmm. letting everyone know this is my house. And I need to because other people have been planted in my life for 13 years here. Mm. Planted that are now coming. Those fruits are starting to, 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 to bear fruit. And it's like those, those relationships. So I've got people around that I didn't have in the past. Mm -hmm. So, and, I'm, and even with that, though, I'm not fully recharging because I still, 
I still get in sucked into the social media stuff, right? Like before I'll give you a perfect example. I'll, I'll go on, I'll take a look. Now what I should do is look at my, my notifications, look at my messages, which can I answer now, which are actually important, which is, what do I got to do? And then that should be it. But no, all of a sudden something will pop up and some stupid reel or some stupid video. And before you know it, it's an hour later. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Yeah. Because what I'm ingesting, you know, I like I have a hard time. I like, I love Rick, man. You know, Rick Hogg, you know, yeah. Hogg yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I, man, that's my boy. I love him to death. Him and Kelly, you know, mm -hmm. they got the, oh, they're just awesome. But they'll always show videos of people who are like messing up, right? They'll ride a bike mm -hmm. and then smack into something, right? Yeah. For me personally, I've got probably six different accounts that show those videos. I can't see those. I can't see people going and getting hurt for whatever mm -hmm. reason, man. I'm real sensitive to that. Like it, it really impacts me. So I don't want to see it. I don't want to see. It. I don't want to see nothing that has to do with pain of somebody else. And it's mm -hmm. so weird because I, I teach violence. Mm -hmm. I teach how to deal with violence. I should be diving or same as the, like anytime, you know, the videos go by of some event that's happened. Mm -hmm. like somebody came into a store or something like that. Yeah. Right. Like even just talking about it right now, my heart is beating. Mm -hmm. I've seen enough violence. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been violent enough. I don't reminders of what this world's capable of. I got, I got mm -hmm. enough in here that I'm trying to deal with. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I know yeah. who I'm talking to. Yeah. So I'm really not talking to you guys. I'm talking to whoever's listening. Mm -hmm. What we take in is, is a big factor on how it's going to impact our day. So if yeah. I get to see dog videos and cat videos and shoot, I don't know. I watch, I see a lot of kids with down syndrome, those videos, cause the mm -hmm. algorithms picked up what I'm, I'm, I'm tapping on. So yeah, I'm going to use that to my advantage. I'm tapping on everything like that so that that's what I get first off. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. You know, what's crazy is I was talking to somebody the other day and uh, I don't know the exact numbers on the stat, but we were talking about older generations earlier. Right. So take somebody that's, you know, maybe in their 80s or their 90s. Right. And they're still on Earth. They say that we because of the amount of information out on social media, the Internet, we actually take more information in in like a day than that they took in in like a ten year span. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. how crazy! And I believe is that. that. I think. and like, dude, and I you wonder that. why we walk around as a society and we're just so fucking tired and we can't figure out yeah. why. Oh my goodness! Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'll yeah. give you a perfect example. I've said it before. When we were kids or that younger generation, when Faces of Death came out. Oh my goodness! The, the video, yeah, right? That. Like, oh yeah, I remember man, that, that messed with me because I was oh, a little yeah. bitty kid. I was like eight or nine oh, or shoot. ten, maybe. Oh, but God. now it's old. faces of death, twenty hours a day, man, all day. Yeah. If somebody's and, on and, social media, and, like you yeah. just said, if you yeah. click on something, the algorithms start to pick it up. You start oh, getting yeah. either yeah. political stuff or you start getting um, or more violence, more violence. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I can't I'm yeah. with you. I can't. Um, I've told people before, I don't want to see mm -hmm. things because I know I'm going to save up what my capacity to, to keep taking on violence. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to see extra violence. I don't want to nope. see more of it. 
um, I have had some younger people say, oh, you're soft, you're soft. And I, and I try to keep it light, but I want to say, I tell you what, I want you to come watch and see some of the stuff mm-hmm. in real life mm-hmm. and then go sit yep. with the families and talk to them and yep. deal with it. Like mm-hmm. this is, this doesn't mean you're a tough guy cause you're 25 <laughs> and you can watch a video of someone getting hurt. Oh my you, you Lord. Know. No, no. Nope. I can't do it now. Like I'm, I, no. I'm, I'm past that. Nope. And, oh yeah. And like Ski said, when you're taking in, even if it's just negativity all day, you're seeing the whole world through yeah. a phone. Whereas yeah. I could literally go 24 hours and maybe have the best day of my life mm-hmm. up until I pick that phone up yep. Or, yep. or computer. And then I'm seeing yeah. an earthquake in, oh. in, say, Indonesia somewhere mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, explosion going off in the Middle mm-hmm. East. And it's just like, mm-hmm. damn, like I don't right now, I don't want to think about human beings getting murdered. killed. And, here, and here's the crazy part. We know all this. Right. But we mm-hmm. keep doing it. Yep. Yeah. That's the addiction. That's yeah. the addiction. Insane. Like, so we all have an addiction, right? Like oh, we yeah, yeah, yeah. already know it. Yeah. You're like, you're like, I, I, I don't want to pick up my phone, but I'm going to mm-hmm. pick up my phone and damn, yeah. I don't want to see this video, but I'm, yeah. but I'm going to click on it anyways. Right. But, and but it's also, but, yeah. But, but also, but also we are older. So our frontal yeah. lobe is fully developed and we're mature. And we know now from our experiences, what this does to us. 20 year olds or even you know uh, 15 16 17 year olds yeah. don't and man yeah. they're ingesting this stuff oh. at, at an astronomical rate and like you just said it every generation has to deal with whatever that is that's that they're worried is gonna yeah you know uh r- run the the truck into the ditch you know oh it was yeah you know horror movies when we were kids oh my god you're watching friday the 13th you're gonna be a serial mm-hmm. killer it's like well no right. but but it could no. still have it an could. effect depending on, on a certain, you know, the way the kid is. But I'll be honest. I'm pretty proud of my no, algorithm right I'm, now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what I'm do you getting, got going you, on? You got got screaming goats and like dogs doing funny shit like that. Man, so like, I feel like I'm in a happy place right now. Man. Yeah, that's actually, that's a, that is a very happy place. Yeah. Man. Well, I'm going to, because we talked about <laughs> algorithms and social media. So first thing in the morning, and I'm bringing this up today because it, it had a negative impact. The first thing I did today for instead of getting up, I usually get up at five and I'm, I dive into the word. Then I go for a swim at six. Okay. That's, that's the discipline part for whatever reason. I had a really bad sleep. I, I was attacked all night. Mm. So I got, I just shut off my alarm. So already now my brain's going, I, oh, you pussy, you quitter, mm-hmm. whatever, all that. It's like, it's just, mm-hmm. I'm already having the fight. I turn over, look at my phone, and I immediately check for my emails. And there was an email about something to do with my, my cloud, you know, my mm-hmm. iCloud had hit max or whatever. And it was, it was something to do with money. Mm-hmm. Man, I put the phone down and I just started like, mushrooming effect of, Oh my God, what about this? Or I got to change a credit card or like all this garbage that is mm-hmm. absolutely no importance whatsoever. None. Mm, like really, right. like, like yeah. really isn't, it wasn't like I got an email, you know, by the way, Marcus, you've got cancer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was a nothing and it messed my day for most of the day. I had to dive into the word hard and I had to like, really like, like, shake my head like literally shake my head a bunch of times and be like get out devil yeah. is a liar get out of here i don't need to hear any of that nonsense mm-hmm. 
And my point is this, is whoever's listening, if the first thing you do is grab your phone, which we all do, there's, there's very few people that don't just grab the phone first thing in the morning. And if you don't, that's, I love you. That's beautiful. That's I'm, I'm envious of you, but we grab our phone. So if we're going to grab our phone, then it's gotta be something that's makes you smile first thing in the morning. If that's, mm-hmm. you're going to grab it. If you're going to grab the phone, then you know yeah. what, then, then something that's got to make you smile. Cause it will. And, and we're talking about a generation like kids, you're 15 years old. You live on your phone. I'm a grown ass man. And I live on my phone. I know what teenagers <laughs> right. do. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And they're bombarded with 20 hours, 20 hours mm-hmm. of the world, their mm-hmm. world, their world. And most of the stuff that, it, that, like I admit, most of the stuff that teenagers look at, I'm like, are you retarded? But that's their world. I have to respect their world, right? I have to respect the fact that to them, that's important to them. I don't like yeah. TikTok videos. I don't like to sit there and see the stuff I'm gonna, that they're looking at. Yeah. But that's yeah. what makes them smile. Cool. But mm-hmm. 20 hours of it? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and just before we go any further, I just wanted to say one last thing because we were talking about how the world is just a big crap show right now, right? You know what I mean? It's just brutal. I was at an airport and this woman, she had to be, oof, I don't know, 70, maybe 80. <clears throat> and I don't know why I had uh, audacity to be like, wow, can you believe how bad this world is? Like, I never talked to people like that. And she looked over, she goes, oh, honey. She goes, you guys have it so easy right now. And I was like, ma'am, this is like the worst ever. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, honey. Every time she called me honey, I felt like I needed to be like cuddled. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, honey, you have no idea how bad it's been in the past. We're, mm-hmm. we're in a good place right now. So imagine that. And that, that perspective, it's all about mm-hmm. perspective. How the three of us look at the world because of the way that we look at it. And then mm-hmm. you took it somebody who happened to be around for the last 80 years, and they're going to be like, really? Do you yeah. know what a, a real depression is? <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Do you know what it's like yeah. to really watch? Like, so yeah. what I have a problem with, the more internet that we have, the more the world, the sky is falling. And the sky mm-hmm. isn't falling. The sky will never fall. Mm-hmm. And no matter who's in president, no matter how bad the inflation is, no matter how bad any of that is, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And that if you actually talk to your fellow human being, You'll see that, you know what? There is a ton of love. There is a ton of, 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 of community. And there, mm-hmm. is, there is the United States of America. We are united. Mm-hmm. The diversification, di- not diversification, the, uh, the division is because we allow the TV and the people outside of that to share that there's division everywhere. Yeah, there's division. Yeah. And there's, there's always going to be racism. There's always going to be that. But at the end of the day, the truth is, you, if you put everybody closer together, you'll see that we're more together than we are apart. Mm-hmm. And I'll, that's, but and I'll it's chime in on that. that. Yeah, chime in. Something that, something time. I don't know if BC, I don't know if this is a BC, uh, you can coin this as your phrase, but something that you say a lot is it's hard to hate face to face. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Think about that. And I love yep. that saying. And I, I heard mm-hmm. it from BC, so I'm crediting him on that. But, it's real easy to sit behind the computer and your phone and hate everybody, right? Yep. But you know what? Yep. Stand, stand, go back to the coffee shop, turn around and, and look somebody right in the eyes and tell them how mm-hmm. much you hate them. That's going to be yep. way harder than it is to, <sighs> yeah. to be nice to them. You know, nope, because, very you true. because you don't really hate them. 
you know, no, and that's the thing. No. It's hard to hate face to face, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once you once you start talking to someone, I mean, that's just, I, and I I've, I have fallen into that trap before, where you start to think this person is whatever mm -hmm. they represent mm -hmm. this or that, mm -hmm. yep. and then you actually meet them and you're going, you know what? Uh, they're not that bad, or they crack a joke, or maybe they yeah. just. It's the human side that once you get around someone, you're like, okay, yeah. everyone's got their faults. I've got yep. mine. They've got theirs. You mm -hmm. know. Um, but yeah. I do think that we are in an era right now where more people are doing this, like what we're doing, talking to each other mm -hmm. and messaging one another and, and just starving for some positivity, almost yes. like another peace movement kind of, yeah. you know, when you track history so. and yep. yeah, you come out of violence and, and cultural yeah. shift and then people yeah. go, okay, we need to back it down and yeah. throw, throw yeah. a little peace out there. You yeah. Know? And, and it'll start, it starts with the conversations like we're having right now and yeah. it being okay. It's okay mm -hmm. for three men to talk about things that like the kid who sat there and said, you're soft. Mm. Again, that's, you know, you're a kid. When we're kids, we say stupid shit. Like that's just human beings, right? You're born, you, you get young, you say stupid shit and then you get old and like, I can't believe I said stupid shit like that. Yeah. But that's okay. You know, you listen, there, there's a saying, and I haven't trademarked it yet, but I'm, I'm going to have to because I keep bringing it up. My karate instructor told me something like 30, 30 years ago. Be kind to dumb animals. Yeah. And it has, it has saved me from prison. It has saved mm -hmm. me from all sorts of things. <laughs> if yeah. you're talking to somebody and it works with de-escalation as well, really works with de-escalation, mm -hmm. and you're looking and you're like, wow, you really are the stupidest creature known to mankind. How can I be mad at you? You're just, how yeah. did you make it this long to be alive? <laughs> yeah. Lord, I feel like I should cuddle you. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. So if we yeah. all all did that, imagine how, how much the world would be. It'd be tough when you're all of a sudden, you're like, be kind of dumb animals. Like, are you talking to me? Yeah, you're dumb. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. But I I'm being not. kind to you. Come here, I'm gonna kill you with this kindness. Yeah. Come in here for this hug, you big dumbass animal. <laughs> yeah. Stab you. Yeah, that's why I always I always say too, like on the streets, like, you know, it's hard to punch somebody when you're laughing. You know what I mean? So if you can crack mm -hmm. a joke or, yeah. or get somebody yeah. to smile a little oh, bit, yeah. then yeah. But, you know. So but speaking yeah. of that, the funny thing is we've solved so many problems. One of the things i tell people about you is the the clint emerson book that you're in <laughs> i know yeah. you don't want to i know it like it might embarrass you but i do think that's just cool because i miss those books like that when when i was younger where you see the the moves drawn out you know and there's kind of like you know the yeah. steps and like yeah. you know you're and for everybody out there it is the um that, what is it? It's the uh, 10 100, deadly, 100 deadly, deadly skills, skills combat edition. Yeah, 100 deadly skills combat edition. I've got it on yeah. my bookshelf. Yeah. And Marcus goes ahead and takes it to oh, Adolf, man. There's like oh, drawings yeah. in there. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. is busting up Adolf Hitler. It's oh, great, yeah. man. That it's is great. the highlight of my professional career. I'll tell you and that it right should now. be, dude. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I've, got, I've got that and the other original 100 deadly skills. Yeah, there's uh there's there's three total that he's done, uh, and I'm telling you right now that that uh, the cool part about that book for those that are going to buy it, you should go to Amazon and or um, is there's a QR code on every page, and the QR code takes you to videos of each one of us who are in the book doing the techniques. So first of yeah. its kind. So that's what I was going to say too. I think 
didn't Clint like a lot of that was going on during? Oh, it all COVID, went during, right. Oh, all yeah, of it, yeah, right? yeah. All and so it. y'all filmed a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm, and then he traveled. Yep. He went. He drove. He. I remember him telling me that he was driving in Atlanta on the in the freeway, and there was no cars. He drove down in Vegas, and there was no traffic. Imagine Crazy. being in Vegas and having and right. being a ghost town. You know, yeah, it's um, creepy, and, man. And there's there's like twenty legends in that book like there's i mean serious serious, tony blowers in there pat Mm -hmm. mcnamara i mean like you know dom ross i mean big big names man yeah but the concept of us all kicking the snot out of somebody who's done something bad in history is (laughs) that was absolutely legendary and listen i know i know that i got a uh hitler because the krav maga Uh you know because of the israeli thing yeah yeah um but I'm I'm positive there's about like eight other guys who were like I want Hitler, I want Hitler. Yeah. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Right. I just he yeah. just I didn't know anything until he showed the book. I was like, oh, I get Hitler. All right, yeah, excellent. Dude. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I've I've I, like I said, it's. <laughs> on a, I think, it's yeah. good for my ego. Do you want ego? That's my ego right there. Yeah, but you know nice. what it is though. That's <laughs> the that's the payback in my mind. That's the payback for helping people. Cause like, yeah. I think when Clint did that book, I was like, that's just cool because you're putting all these people, you know, quote unquote, badasses in this book mm-hmm. who are probably all the nicest people in the world when you talk to them. Cause they don't, yeah. they don't have to go around proving yeah. how big yeah. and bad they are or whatever, no. but no, no, it's just, it, it's cool. I, I yeah. liked when it well, came thank out. You for bringing like, that oh, up. Yeah. And, and your skill set articles. How cool oh, is yeah. that? Oh, buddy. I'm telling you right now, the next, next month, yeah, next month and the month after that, I uh, oh no, this month it's out right now. Um, I have an article called Headspace, and mm-hmm. it's all on just like you know, m- just the crap that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> and I I feel very for- I feel very blessed to be able to write that article. And I say yeah. that because one, I'm not like I'm not BC. I I can't you know pencil crayons and color by numbers. Okay, writing is not my forte. Mm-hmm. So to be able to do this article in print, I love the digital, right? I love the digital articles, but to, I'm old. So I like, I like print. Mm-hmm. I like paper. Yeah. But to sit there and see an article that I've written that possibly will impact somebody else is that is the, that is the biggest gift I could ever receive ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I told Jason and Ben, I know I told Jason recently, like I would have written articles for free. I loved mm-hmm. it so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and think about when they first started skill set. You you mm-hmm. go all the way back to Red Bloods, man. Like, oh yeah, I think yeah. That's I was when, right in the beginning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's just cool how they built that. And now yeah. you're you're writing. Uh it's cool, dude. I love and you it. know what? And that's and that's a hundred percent that's Ben. Since Ben yeah. became editor, he sat there and he was like, look, here's something that you can do. I want you to do this. And I was like, buddy, you've spent time with me. I barely <laughs> can form a sentence. You know, are you sure about this? And for him to have that kind of confidence in Marcus, this and this is what I want you to do. I, I can't thank him enough. Like I can't. Yeah. Like, and it's important that we give credit where credit is due. When somebody mm-hmm. does something good, shine the light on them. Because at the yeah. end of the day, nobody's asking for it. The people that are asking for this, the, the light are the people that don't deserve it. The people mm-hmm. that are sitting over there just kind of doing good things, doing good things, man, shine that light on them. 
Ben Turpak from uh, Skillset, he's the editor of this thing, and he's the one who sat there and put me on that magazine, in that magazine. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful to Clint Emerson because if it wasn't for Clint Emerson volunteering and saying, hey, Mm -hmm. you're in this book you or do you want to be in it the answer is of course yes and not not yeah. when why i didn't ask any questions just the answer is yes <laughs> yeah. answer is always yeah. going to be yes yeah you know what i mean because right. if good people that you respect are willing to trust their reputation on what you're what you're going to do then mm -hmm. that's pretty dope like coming on this see like podcasts have gotten unfortunately people think that oh you're on a podcast oh you're on a podcast not a big deal mm -hmm. Do you know how much I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that somebody feels that mm -hmm. I have something to offer their, their listeners? Yeah. It's not, I don't give a shit if it's Joe Rogan or uh, Buddy's Basement one that he's got like three people listening. Yeah. If you feel that I have something of value, then it is very important mm -hmm. to me that I, and I'm grateful, I am thankful for the opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we appreciate it. I mean, we've got 60. No, 6.5 million um, listeners right now. 6.5 million. <laughs> no, no, I can't, I can't even work. Least. Yeah, at least. At least. <laughs> at least 6.5 no, million. Is that metric or what? I'm just, just checking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, shoot. I do. Wow, who's that? That's, that's Cousin Kenny, man. Oh, is, is it that time, BC? It is that time. Hey, Mark, go ahead with it. Always, we always love talking music. And Ski just okay. flashed cousin kenny loggins up on the screen oh, for shoot. you so oh my goodness all right so you you let's talk music for just a second man all right I'm i want to paint that picture though man marcus okay. he's going out he's he's going to do his fast walk because that's part <laughs> okay. of his uh yeah. part of his recharge is, is real yeah. i don't know what when you're 53 i don't know what the form looks like but. <laughs> i ain't speed walking so my hips are not moving away they're not doing that <laughs> i gotta mess with you a little bit on yeah, that. heck yeah of course so what's when you pop your headphones in and you're speed walking man what like within the last two weeks what are you listening to oh you guys are gonna hate this because i listen to i listen to a lot of uh uh, uh faith-based music so That's it cool. ain't gonna be nothing that anybody knows. <laughs> however, it, man. How, however, um, uh, usually what a lot of times I'll end up listening to, uh, like old school hip hop. Mm -hmm. nice. You know, like like Grandmaster Flash. You know, oh, Curtis yeah. Blow. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Run DMC. Mm -hmm. Like those are those are those are an era of music where Mason mainly because i know the lyrics of the songs you know what i'm saying <laughs> right, so i can walk right. and blast that out and sound like a retard and that's okay because uh I, nothing new but those 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 old school 70s 80s 90s hip-hop music mm. oh, yeah man I'll, I'll listen to that all day but then i also love a little bit of like you get you get some uh sade in there shoot mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, and you get a little <laughs> low groove to it you know <laughs> i get a little Aretha Franklin, yeah. little, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, bring her. Oh, don't get me started. Yeah, Ski Ski and I talk about like old soul, man. Like that was oh, that yeah. was Yeah. I man. think he posted Ski posted some drifters the other day. Oh. And so, yeah. And a couple of people were like, damn, man, I forgot about the drifters. I like, you better not <sighs> ever forget about the no, drifters. No, that's yeah, don't no, no. <laughs> Good for you. You should post that at least once a week. <laughs> yeah. Some Al Green. Oh, I just posted. Know, I just posted the uh, La Bamba soundtrack, man. Oh man, fantastic! Shoot, 
Yeah, yeah, that's some. Oh, I am. I'm a little, little, little bummed. Yeah, see, it's funny how all of a sudden it's all going in your ear. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm about to sing yeah. that, and then your other brain's like, yeah. shut up, don't do it, don't ruin that <laughs> do song. It, man. no so i i like it that's uh so when you said like faith-based man that's that thing too like ski sometimes will will kick some stuff out too that i don't know what it is you know but hey if it motivates you yeah shoot shoot me an artist man well if you're if you're listening to some good christian stuff what are you listening to um uh about to sit there and get off this and look at my Spotify. I'll say, yeah. I, so a lot of times I don't, I don't actually listen to say who the artist is. It's just the mm-hmm. song will okay, come on. You. And then all yeah. of a sudden I'm like, dang, um, there's a song called redeemer by Maverick. I'm, I'm, I'm ruining it, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a heart. It's a song that I'll be playing on a regular basis. And believe it or not, I'm listening to uh, Whitney Houston, Singing Jesus Loves Me. Come on, man. He loves Whitney Houston. Literally, oh, I, I, I came, I I came out of the Whitney Houston closet about five episodes ago, man, and people Shoot, keep knocking whoa. me for it on. Oh, whoa, whoa, that. whoa. Then put me in the closet with you. Because <laughs> I am, yeah. I'll, listen, don't, and I'll tell you right now. So you ever saw My Bodyguard or The Bodyguard, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, dude. So when yeah. she sings that song, she sings Jesus Loves Me with her sister by the lake. I was like, uh-huh. oh, my God, I love that song. And then I heard the soundtrack. I was like, well, that sounds – that don't even sound like the song. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was listening to it. It's mm-hmm. great. But um, And you know what I've been listening to? Uh, Elvis Presley, uh, Confidence. I got confidence because mm. we listened to it because I'm telling you right now. it's. Uh, so I was, I'm reading this book, okay, on uh, – you know that pillow dude? What's his name? Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell, yeah. oh, the salesperson, the, the <laughs> my pillow guy, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He used to be a crackhead or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't know he was a crackhead. But anyway, so he, I'm. It's a tough book to read because you know the first part of it is all about him being a crackhead, and I, man, mm. I don't. Know, it's just tough to 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 watch somebody talk about their yeah. demise. But at least I know it's going to come up swing. Anyways, he talks about this uh, this Elvis song, and I was like, Elvis song? What the heck are you talking about? And uh, and it was uh, confidence, my confidence, or something like that. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste a lot of time looking for it. But oh yeah, I've got confidence by Elvis Presley, and it's a, it's a faith based song. Yeah, I mean, Elvis is preaching, mm-hmm. and I was like, ooh! So I turned it on. <laughs> so I got I got between Whitney and Elvis and Run DMC. That's the yeah. gambit of what's going on around there. Yeah, I love it. I don't think you could put three artists that are a little, <laughs> little more, you know, different. That's, like that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty intense, right there. Well, remember Reverend Reverend Run? Oh shoot! Don't even get me started. I, yeah, I start bringing out some uh, like the uh, Rev. The Rev, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but I mean, you bring in uh, like. Remember, I was in the '80s, right? So you know, you get like Ready for the World and shoot. Mm-hmm you know, new, new edition and stuff like that. Anyways, I got, I got a, I got a guy that. for you, man. Have you ever listened to anything that Brandon Lake has done? Oh shoot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. Anything yeah. that dude touches is gold. So oh, yeah. 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 No kidding. For really reals. Yep. yep. Not too shabby <laughs> boys. Not too shabby. <laughs> yeah. BC, Steve. what are you, what, what are you going to go with? Uh, Cause what, Marcus, what we do is we always put out music recommendations to people and we like to put, 
we like to put people on the show on the spot like you. So we got Elvis, Whitney Houston, and Run DMC, man. That's <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's that's tough, man. Yeah. Uh I'm going okay, I'm gonna go with two tonight. One yes. maybe I have I ever talked about Billy Stewart before? It's not probably not. Bell. No. So when you're talking about old soul, but also like mixing in Calypso and just a lot of different stuff. Billy Stewart, this dude had the best sound and like this is like mid 60s, man. But my dad had a jukebox when he ran a bar and when he closed the bar down, he kept all the records, the little 45s, you know. So we would sit around. My job was to always change the records out as everybody's drinking. But man, Billy nice. Stewart, check out some Billy Stewart. Uh, summertime, right. Secret Love, uh, Sitting in the Park, Fat Boy, all four <laughs> great songs. But then I'm going to switch gears and give you some of that new, a new band, but it's an old punk rock sound. It's a band out of Philadelphia called English Teeth. But they're English. former members of Patriot and Lower Class Brats. And so they've got, they got a couple songs out. I think they've got like a little seven inch record uh, and a couple of them are like Spotify. So people are like, oh, I can check them out on Spotify. But English Teeth, I think English Instagram. Teeth. Yeah, uh, Instagram is, is uh, English Teeth. But really good, like a, just a really good. Um, and they've been around a while. So when they're, when they're playing music, it's legit. These guys aren't like uh, just cooking up some fake stuff. So I give you a little Billy Stewart, some, some old great sounds. I give you some new English teeth. That's Ski. pretty strong, man. What are you going with, Ski? I got a band that, that I always come back to because I just I just love what they do, and I've never heard a bad song put out by them. But I'm going to go with band out of Pennsylvania, Hailstorm, with oh. Miss Lizzie Hale on the vocals. Her brother, RJ, I think is the drummer. And uh, I love when when a female enters into the the rock and metal hard rock arena and just mm -hmm. dominates it, and uh, yeah. that's the band that just crushes it, man. And she can sing her ass off, nice. you know. She can do it all. Like she's got the pipes, man. So, and if you're looking for one song to go, what the heck is my what 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 is he talking about today? I want you to I want you to go to the song uh, "Love Bites" by Hailstorm and just try not to to bang your head too hard well i think i think you should like put the tag the song when you put the the show air the show yeah. like you know you can add music then you need to add mm -hmm. that song onto it yeah Done. unless it sucks Done. and then you don't do and it. and i got I, and I got i got one i got one for bc too man i'm gonna oh. go with the uh, the remembrance because even though you don't like friends man marcus and i will be here for you man Dude, okay, look, I'm a, I, this is the last we'll be thing here I'm going to say about it. <laughs> is, that may be the worst TV show ever. So I don't care. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to waste a lot of time on this. I used to work in a bar, and it was called uh, Fred's Uptown Tavern, and there was downstairs. And every Tuesday night, every Tuesday night, 200 people would come into the bar and watch that show. 200 oh. people there was during the during the commercials they would have like you know dating speed dating games all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but 200 people would spend an hour or however long it was and watch that tv show and then it became a shit show because you know everyone got drunk but 200 people <laughs> left their apartments or houses came to a bar on a tuesday night and watched oh. that show 
Like that's some power, man. Yeah, that's like a masochist convention or something, man. I just, whoo, that's a bad show. Yeah, terrible. That's rough. Listen, you're talking to a guy who watched like Eight Is Enough and different stories. Nicholas, that little kid, Nicholas, man. What the world? Eight Is Enough. All right, Ski, you got anything else? Do do your thing, man. All right, Marcus, thank you for coming on, man. We enjoyed it. You're the man. Disruptors out.